Mercenary leaders' deep connections complicate Putin's response. Gaia Gupta Christopher F. shoots Valerie Hopkins Cassandra Vinograd Christopher F. shoots Cassandra Vinograd Victoria Kim Victoria Kim Haley Willis Victoria Kim Victoria Kim Christopher F. shoots Dmitry Kavin Genevieve Glatsky Valerie Hopkins. Pinned. Growing indications that some of Russia's top generals were aware of plans for a revolt by the mercenary leader Yevgeny V. Prigazin are adding pressure on President Vladimir V. Putin to decide whom to punish and how. The matter is complicated by the deep connections Mr. Prigazin cultivated among the Russian elite, including inside the military. The fate of Sergei Surovikin, a senior Russian general and former commander of Russian forces in Ukraine, who American officials say knew about the rebellion, in advance, is unknown. He has not been seen publicly since early Saturday, and Kremlin spokesman Dmitry S. Peskov on Thursday referred questions about the general's whereabouts to the Russian Defense Ministry. Mr. Putin has continued to project his authority by acting as if nothing has changed. He flew on Wednesday to the southern Russian region of Dagestan, where he discussed domestic tourism and praised the expansion of the local brandy industry. According to a transcript provided by the Kremlin, Mr. Putin did not mention last weekend's uprising by Mr. Prigazin's Wagner Group. Rescue efforts ended in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk after a twelfth body was pulled from the rubble of a popular restaurant hit by a Russian missile strike on Tuesday. Three Colombians, who were in the country to increase Latin American support for Ukraine, were among the dozens of people injured. Satellite imagery shows the rapid construction of what appear to be temporary structures at a deserted military base in Belarus that could be a location for Wagner fighters. Mr. Prigazin arrived in Belarus on Tuesday, according to the Belarusian state news media, and members of his mercenary group could join him there. President Alexander G. Lukashenko said he had offered them an abandoned military base, but there have been no official announcements about where they would be housed. The possible relocation of the Wagner troops to Belarus has provoked anxiety among nations in NATO's eastern flank. Visiting Kiev on Wednesday, President Andrzej Duda of Poland called the potential transfer of Wagner fighters to Belarus a threat. European Union leaders are scheduled to meet on Thursday and Friday in Brussels to discuss, among other issues, developments in the war after the weekend's rebellion. Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany said that the short-lived mutiny in Russia showed how dangerous private militias are for the stability of states that sponsor them. This just goes to show once again that it's just irresponsible to put military force in private hands, he said in Brussels ahead of a two-day European Council meeting. KYIV, Ukraine, another body was pulled from the rubble of a popular restaurant in the eastern Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk on Thursday, bringing the death toll in a Russian missile strike to 12 people as officials redoubled pleas for civilians to leave for other parts of the country. A Russian missile ripped through the bustling Ria Lounge restaurant at about 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday, throwing diners and workers against walls, furniture and one another, and hitting them with debris. Rescuers worked around the clock, combing through twisted metal and concrete. Three children were among the dead, and at least 60 people were injured, the authorities said. Soon after the twelfth body was found before dawn on Thursday, Pavlo Kirilenko, the head of the regional military administration, said that rescue efforts had ended after about 36 hours. He said 11 tons of debris had been removed from the site.
I ask everyone, do not neglect safety measures. Evacuate to safer regions of Ukraine, he said in a statement on the Telegram app. Kramatorsk, in the Donetsk region of eastern Ukraine, was home to 150,000 people before the war, but many have fled at the authorities urging as Russia set its sights on capturing the whole region. The city is 20 miles from the front lines and the devastated city of Bakhmut, near enough to be a frequent target of Russian missiles and a way station for Ukrainian troops. But it is just far enough from the fighting to tempt people into going about their normal daily lives, especially since the weather turned warm in recent weeks. Bakhmut's, captured by Russian forces in May, left Kramatorsk under greater risk of shelling. Ukrainian officials had warned that Bakhmut's fall could clear the way for Russian forces to advance toward Kramatorsk although so far there is no indication Moscow's troops have done so. Chancellor Olaf Scholz of Germany said Wednesday night that the mutiny in Russia had weakened President Vladimir Putin's rule. It shows that the autocratic structures, the power structures, have cracks and that he is by no means sitting as securely and firmly in the saddle as he always claims, Scholz said in an hour-long interview on public television. One of the Russian military aircraft reportedly shot down during the weekend's rebellion by Wagner mercenary forces was a special mission aircraft with a key role in Russia's war in Ukraine, the British Defense Ministry said on Thursday in an intelligence update. The loss of the IL-22M Airborne Command Post aircraft, one of a small fleet of 12, would undermine Russia's ability to command and coordinate its forces in Ukraine, the ministry said. The open-source military analysis site Oryx previously said the IL-22M was destroyed along with five helicopters by Wagner troops in the aborted mutiny. The governor of the Ivanova region in Russia appeared to confirm the downing of the plane on Wednesday, expressing his condolences over the loss of the crew of an IL-22 aircraft, who he said had died in the line of duty. Another body was found in the rubble of the restaurant in the Ukrainian city of Kramatorsk on Thursday morning, bringing the death toll from Tuesday's missile strike on the popular restaurant to 12, according to Ukraine's state emergency service. Officials said at least 56 other people were injured in the attack. The search and rescue operation in Kramatorsk, where crews had been digging through the rubble since Tuesday evening's missile strike on a restaurant, was completed as of early Thursday, Ukraine's state emergency services said. Berlin, Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III met with his German counterpart, Boris Pistorius, in Washington on Wednesday, reaffirming the close working relationship between the United States and one of its most important allies in their support of Ukraine. The two men complimented Ukraine's resiliency and resolve and also discussed Germany's role helping boost defenses on NATO's eastern flank, according to Brig General Patrick Ryder, the Pentagon spokesman. We are seen as playing a vital role, Mr. Pistorius told reporters after his meeting with Mr. Austin. Germany faced criticism for its reluctance to send heavy weapons to Ukraine but agreed early this year to send German-made tanks to help the country. In May, Mr. Pistorius announced another 2.7 billion euros, or $2.95 billion, in direct German military aid, making his country the biggest direct donor to Ukraine after the United States. Fairly or not, Mr. Pistorius, who was sworn into his post in January, has come to embody Germany's evolution into one of Ukraine's biggest military backers. Outspoken about the need to help Ukraine, Mr. Pistorius has become one of Germany's most popular politicians. 
On his one-day trip to Washington, Mr. Pistorius also met with Jake Sullivan, President Biden's national security adviser. Satellite imagery shows that Belarus is rapidly building what appear to be temporary structures at a deserted military base, revealing a possible location for Wagner fighters who were, given the option, of relocating to the country after the group's failed mutiny against President Vladimir V. Putin of Russia. The construction was first visible in satellite images taken on Monday by Planet Labs, a private company with a network of shoebox-sized satellites, two days after Wagner forces suddenly stopped their march on Moscow. By Tuesday, the images showed that a sports field covering approximately eight acres within the gated military facility had been transformed, packed with at least six rows of what appeared to be temporary structures, like large tents. The satellite imagery also shows similar construction in open areas next to the sports field. The size, color and layout of the structures are similar to other military tent encampments that have been built in Russia and Belarus since early 2022. The images appear blurry because they were taken by Planet Lab's medium-resolution Dove satellites. The company's higher-resolution satellites have so far not been able to take a clear image of the site since construction began. The base is about 80 miles from the Belarusian capital, Minsk, and about 13 miles northwest of the town of Asapovaki, which houses multiple military facilities, including a training ground and ammunition storage site. The base was formerly used by Belarus's 465th Missile Brigade, which was formed in 1988 and relocated closer to Asapovaki in 2018. The unit is the only such Belarusian brigade to have Russian Iskander missiles, according to William Alberg, a nuclear weapons expert for the defense and security think tank International Institute for Strategic Studies. The Iskanders are capable of delivering both conventional and nuclear warheads. A Planet Lab satellite image from mid-June showed that the field at the former base was completely empty and little or no activity in other areas of the base. There have been no official announcements about where the Wagner mercenaries would be housed in Belarus or when they would travel there, and it is unclear if or when they will leave Russia or the battlefield in Ukraine. The Wagner troops were also given the option of joining the Russian military by this Saturday. But an independent Russian news outlet, Verska, on Monday 1st, reported Asapovaki as a location to house the Wagner fighters. And the base also matched details given by President Alexander G. Lukashenko of Belarus in a statement on Tuesday in which he described where the Wagner fighters could be housed. We did offer them one of the abandoned bases. There is a fence, everything is there, go ahead, set up tents, Mr. Lukashenko said. We will help with what we can. At some point after the base was vacated, the Asapovaki regional government included 31 buildings at the base in a real estate listing, including barracks, canteens and workshops. In total, the listing said, the buildings sit on 37 acres of land. The posting said they were being given away for business development, the listing still appears to be active. Several Colombians, including the acclaimed novelist Hector Abad, the former peace commissioner Sergio Jaramillo and a journalist, Catalina Gomez, were among the dozens of people injured in a deadly Russian missile strike that hit a popular restaurant in eastern Ukraine. The Colombians had minor injuries, but the Ukrainian novelist Victoria Aimlina, who was showing them around, was in critical condition from a skull injury, according to a statement from Mr. Jaramillo and Mr. Abad. 
The restaurant, Ria Lounge, was popular among the foreigners in Kramatorsk, a city in the embattled Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. The Colombians were collecting material in the Donbass for their movement Aguanta Ukraina. Hang on Ukraine! which seeks to garner support for Ukraine in Latin America. Most Latin American countries, which have traditionally been close to the United States but have been recently courted by Russia, have been reluctant to take a firm stance on the war in Ukraine. Russia has attacked three defenseless Colombian civilians, Gustavo Petro, the president of Colombia, wrote on Twitter on Wednesday afternoon. It thus violates the protocols of war. He called on his country's foreign ministry to deliver a diplomatic note of protest. Mr. Jaramillo, a longtime politician, served as Colombia's High Commissioner for Peace from 2012 to 2016 and played a leading role in the landmark 2016 peace accords between the Colombian government and the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, or FARC, the country's largest guerrilla group. Mr. Abad's memoir, Oblivion, was turned into a film by an Oscar-winning director, Fernando Truba, last year. All our thoughts are with Victoria, Mr. Jaramillo and Mr. Abad said in their statement. Attacking civilian sites is a barbaric act. The missile hit the packed restaurant shortly after 7 p.m. local time, Ms. Gomez said in a televised report for France 24 outside of the destroyed building. What we are seeing right now are scenes of terror, she said. We are, in a way, alive by a miracle. The Colombians and some of their associates had traveled to eastern Ukraine from Kiev on Monday to collect testimonies from soldiers and the head of a hospital as part of their campaign, according to the Spanish newspaper El Pace. Today, for me, this campaign is beginning to have a different meaning because what was a theory for us is now a reality, said Esteban Martucci, an Argentine member of the group, in a video posted to social media. General Sergei Surovikin, who knew beforehand about the aborted mutiny against Russia's military leadership, according to New York Times reporting, was the commander of all Russian forces in Ukraine from October 2022 to this January, when he was reassigned. The 56-year-old officer, nicknamed General Armageddon by the Russian media because of his reputation for ruthlessness, has not been seen publicly since early Saturday. Several pro-war Russian blogs reported that the authorities were investigating military service members with ties to Yevgeny V. Prigazin, who led the uprising, but those reports could not be independently confirmed. Mr. Prigazin and General Surovikin have known each other at least since Russia's intervention in Syria's war, where military analysts say the general played a prominent role in turning the fighting in favor of the Syrian president, Bashar al-Assad. Fighters from Mr. Prigazin's Wagner mercenary group were on the ground in Syria at the time, and reports indicate that both Wagner and General Surovikin used the civil war for financial gain. A Wagner-linked company secured a 25% share of profits from Syrian oil and gas production at fields the mercenaries captured from Islamic State militants, a Russian news site reported. General Surovikin's wife owns a phosphate mining business in Syria, according to an investigation by the organization of jailed opposition activist Alexei Navalny. Russia launched its full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February 2022, and Mr. Prigazin sought a larger role for General Surovikin after it became clear that Russian forces would not be able to achieve their military goals as quickly as military leaders had planned.
When he was appointed commander of forces in Ukraine, Mr. Prigozhin called Surovikin the most competent commander in the Russian army, according to a statement quoted by Russia's Live24 news agency at the time. Although General Surovikin was reassigned in January to command Russia's air and space forces, he was widely respected for overseeing a relatively orderly Russian retreat from the southern Ukrainian city of Kherson last fall. He was replaced in Ukraine by General Valery Gerasimov, who became a regular subject of Mr. Prigozhin's increasingly vituperative rants on Telegram. The move was widely seen as a demotion for General Surovikin, and the Russian Defense Ministry said the shakeup would help increase the effectiveness of troop management. Samuel Romani, an associate fellow at the Royal United Services Institute, a British-based research group, said that the general retains support among Russian troops in Ukraine, which would have made him a valuable ally to Mr. Prigozhin. He previously oversaw the Russian military's Southern Command, which is headquartered in Rostov-on-Don, the city Wagner briefly seized during the mutiny. I'm sure that there were some people in the southern military district who would have likely been loyal to him, and if he gave directions to tobac Prigazin or work with Prigazin, they probably would have helped his forces come in, said Mr. Romani, the author of a recent book about the war in Ukraine. Besides leading Russian forces in Syria, General Surovikin was in Chechnya in the early 2000s, according to state news media and his biography on the Russian Defense Ministry's website. Human Rights Watch said in 2020 that he was among military leaders who might bear command responsibility for human rights violations in Syria. He participated in a failed 1991 coup against Mikhail Gorbachev and spent at least six months in prison after soldiers under his command killed three protesters but was eventually released without trial, according to the Jamestown Foundation, a conservative research group in Washington. In 1995, the group said he was convicted of arms trading and received a suspended sentence, but the conviction was later overturned. He was placed on a European Union sanctions list on February 23, 2022, a day before Russia invaded Ukraine.